0: a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Financial President, Financial Advisor Steve Peasley.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Monday, November 28, 2022. Well, I'm, unfortunately, Thanksgiving holiday is over, it's gone. We got Christmas snacks and then New Year's. It might be tempting to pretend that the market today is just like it was last year at this time. We had a good week last week, but I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. It can be pretty dangerous. Market dynamics are constantly changing, and you gotta pay attention to them. So we're not gonna have if you remember right, we the market topped like January first of this year. Okay, topped. And we just had a week, as I said, of Thanksgiving, you know, pretty good week. Not a great week, but it was up. But today was a pretty down day, so you to got to be ready. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm here today on the Radio End Podcast to help you make the most of the portfolio strategy you should be following for you. Help you with the decisions you need to make. In fact, I look forward to doing the show, as I always do. And I'd love to hear your financial investment questions when you call. So call. If you do not have a strategy, a long-term, short-term and long-term strategy, you need to come up with one. There need to be a reason other than I just want to make money. Well, that's not a strategy. I want to make money. Everybody wants to make money. The strategy is how are you going to accomplish the goals you set for yourself, make sure you set goals, and figure out a strategy to achieve those goals. That's it. So I want to hear your questions. I'm live. We're, we're, the phone is always up and running, and you can ask your questions anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But I'm live right now, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. And of course, if you do not want to call, because you drive the show wherever you want to drive it, if you do not, I have lots of things to talk about. And my focus point today concerns why should be, why, why you should be cautious as China concerns affect the market rally, do you know what the China concerns are because they affected the market today? So if you don't, we're going to talk about it. Okay, we'll be discussing. I got other things. Black Friday, winners and losers for Black Friday. So I got who made who made more than expected, more money than expected, had more sales than expected, and who had less than expected. Another one, 50% of Americans earning over $100,000 say they are living paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. And finally, Fed policymakers say they will keep increasing rates. Those are things we're going to discuss. Of course, you drive the show. That's, of course, time permitting. Okay, and I have voice bank questions, of course, and I will get to those. Uh, One's on stock screeners and one's on BTU, Peabody Energy Corporation. So i got all this planned, everybody. So what did the market do today? It was down, down pretty good. The Dow was down 498 points. The uh, NASDAQ was down 177 points, and the S&P 500 was down 62 points. So not a good start of the week. And we're going to have tons of economic numbers coming out this week. Just so you know, there'll be lots of it later on in the week. So, that's what we're going to discuss. But let's go ahead and get started on our first caller. Here's the first caller question.
2: Hi, this is George from Los Gatos, and I have a question about Hess Corporation,
3: ticker H-E-E-S. I'm considering to take small position, and I would just like to get your opinion. Thank you.
1: Okay, H-E-E-S is H&E Equipment Services. That's what that's. If he, I, I'm wondering if he meant or, um, H-E-S-S, which I think is arm, arm No, okay, so that, that's the one he wanted. Okay, H-E-E-S. Okay, uh, provides heavy construction and specialized industry equipment leasing across 102 locations in 24 states. It's a $1.5 billion company. It's going to make four dollars and fourteen cents next year, three dollars and twenty-five cents this year. The stock is a forty dollar ninety-three cents stock, so it's going. To, it's selling at a next year's earnings at a ten PE. The five-year average is four to fifty-two. Turn equity is twenty-two percent, which is very good. Cash flow is very high at eight dollars and eighty-two cents, which is very good. But it also has a lot of debt, so that's one of the reasons why turn equity is so high because there's a lot of debt. So. You got to be careful. What is that debt that they're carrying? Why why do they have so much debt, and is it going to be a problem for them? Now, the stock has already had a pretty good move up, and I wouldn't buy it here because it looks like it's going to top right around forty five to forty seven dollars, and it's at forty dollars now. So I I, I would wait. I, I'd be patient. I would not be in a rush. It looks like it bottoms right around, let's see, there's a good, 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 strong support right around $26, $27. I think that would be, it has to bounce to bound to there, then start up again before I would be interested in buying it. That's where I would take a look at it. Keep it on your watch list, it's a good, strong company, good, strong company, but it's but it, I think we got to wait for a, a, a weakness before you want to buy it. You want to see it come off a strong support. Not Right now, it's coming up against strong resistance. And I'd rather not buy it when he, unless it breaks out of resistance. But right, we're not there yet. We're headed into a break. Justin Klein and I are happy to play your recorded voicemail questions. But we love talking live calls. We love it. So talk talk to us give us a call our number never changes and it never closes invest talk 888 99 chart
4: in today's world a variety of factors are affecting the stock markets serious investors know building a secure financial future requires hard work and determination that's why now more than ever when it comes to the planning, execution, and maintenance of your portfolio, you need Talk. With total downloads nearing 50 million, each Talk podcast should be one of your key financial planning and educational tools. InvestTalk is a free download, and hosts Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to provide their unbiased guidance and professional analysis developed from real-time data research and years of investing experience 24-7 rain or shine, during smooth sailing or on rough weather days. The Invest Talk listener line is open and waiting for your questions. You set the agenda. Don't forget to call InvestTalk,
2: 888-99-CHART. Each day, Invest Talk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for Invest Talk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. And of course, your calls are always welcome 24-7. Don't forget to call InvestTalk. 888-99-CHART.
0: Hey, Stephen, Justin, Mark from North Carolina here. Just wondering if you guys use any stock screeners, and if so, what kind of filters do you guys have on there to uh, you know, filter out the, uh, the companies that you're not interested in? Thanks, have a good one.
1: Okay, we do not buy stock screeners or buy information from stock screeners, but we do build our own. We build our own stock screeners. We get raw data and build our own stock screeners, and we do not necessarily share that information over there. That's for our clients. But just to give you some idea of what you should do, you have to first decide because we have a number of stock screeners. So let's say we're looking for dividend paying stocks that have consistency in paying dividends. Well, that stock screener would be vastly different than a stock screener that we're looking for growth stocks with earnings, or we're looking for value stocks. Uh, with uh, not necessarily paying dividends, or we're looking for a sector or specific sectors. See, so this, this varies. But one thing you want to screen for uh, we don't, we never screen for companies that don't make money. We always screen for companies that make money. That's number one. We don't buy stocks that don't make money. Well, I don't want to say never because then, you know, we do every so often, but it's pretty darn rare. If you're looking for growth stocks, then you look, you, you, look, you look for growth. You say, I want sales growth to be 20% or higher. I want profits to be, you know, earnings to be growing 20% or higher, 30% or 10%, whatever you want. If you're looking for dividend stocks, they don't usually grow that fast. They're usually much bigger companies, right? And some, you can search by market size companies. Sometimes we do that. I like the mid mid-sized companies are very good and I like, we like, I I can tell you Jenna, we like value companies we like value companies that are growing and we like good strong companies big companies that pay dividends so those are different kinds of things so you have to decide what you want okay my focus point today concerns the story behind the headlines why you should be cautious as china concerns affect the marketplace the stock market rally had solid gains last week holiday short and Thanksgiving week, but today, not so good. Okay, so why should you worry about China? Well, China is very strict and having riots now about being strict about COVID. And their COVID cases are spiking, spiking up. So they've been shutting down different parts of their economy, and the people that work in their economy are getting quite upset about it. Now, they're working because they can't make money. But also, I think you and I need to think about, well, if they are shutting down different parts of their country and there's riots going on, big riots, should we worry about our companies that do business in China? And the answer is yes. And a big example of that is uh, is Apple. Apple says they might have trouble having all the phones and pieces of equipment they sell. here. They may not have it. Because of China's slowdown and, you know, again, back to the supply chain. It's Back to supply chain. It's a problem. And if China still, you know, China's economy is not doing that great, and if they're shutting down more and more parts of their country, big cities, uh, manufacturing districts, we don't know how bad. We don't. But they say they are, and that's why the riots are happening. And what if the riots get out of hand? What then? I mean, are they going to be like Tenement Square 20, 30 years ago where you know people were shot dead, lots of them? We don't even know how many because China won't, of course, report that stuff. But I'm just saying, how is that going to affect their economy and how that's going to affect the rest of the world's economy? It will. So I think we need to be cautious here. That's what this is all about, being cautious because of that possibility. Now, concerning earnings, well, we had a pretty decent earnings. We're having a pretty decent earnings season, and it's almost over, and it's been decent. So that is not, our earnings are doing pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. So the question is, is that going to translate into a higher stock market? Well, then you throw in what the Fed's doing, <laughs> and, you know, you got doubts. So that's why you have to be cautious, even though we had a little rally last week. Gotta be very, very careful. So let's grab another listen line question from eight eighty eight ninety nine chart.
3: Hello, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on ticker symbol BTU. I just wanted to get your opinion on the space and what you talk what you think for the short term. Thank you.
1: Okay, BTU Peabody Energy Corporation engaged in coal production and sell through seventeen operations in the US and Australia. Uh, and your biggest concern should, be, concern should be coal production, because, you know, in this, in this uh, political environment, coal is dirty energy, and no one likes dirty energy. But that's why the stock is so totally inexpensive. It's a $29 stock, and they're going to make $6.15 this year, and $5.61 next year. So, it's a $29 stock, and that means the P.E. is going to be what? Five? Six? Five? Now, another problem we have with this company is it's very – the earnings, and, uh, earnings over the years has been very volatile. I mean, if you go back to 2016, they lost $36.73. $36.73 a share and then 2017 the very next year they made $2.77 the very next year 2008 they made $4.28 a share and then 2019 came along and they lost $2 a share and then 2020 with the COVID down $19 a share they lost $19 a share you see so it's very very volatile. Sales right now are increasing dramatically but it's a very volatile stock. I wouldn't buy it not for me. We're heading into a break. I welcome your financial investment questions now. No questions too simple or too complex. You set the agenda, you ask the questions. So give me a call here at Invest Talk. 888 99 Chart.
0: And the question is During the market downturn, do dividends stay fairly steady, at least for a blue chip? Companies as compared to share prices, or should I expect some fluctuation in the uh, dividend stream that I'm
2: hoping to get? Got a question for Steve or Justin? Now is a good time to call Invest Talk 888 99 Chart.
0: Now, each time I host the
2: Invest Talk podcast, I have the satisfaction of taking caller questions and then breaking down the often complex dynamics involved. I make them into easier to understand elements. Each question is tackled live without pre screening, and some topics are more challenging than others. And that's a good thing because it allows every Invest Talk caller to shape the content of the podcast. If you've never called, don't hold back. You can leave your Invest Talk questions on the 24 7 anytime listener line at 888 99Chart.
1: Let's talk to Roger in San Francisco, uh, listening to us on KDOW. Hi, Roger.
3: Uh, Hi. Uh, I Long time listener of the show. I appreciate everything that you guys do for the listeners. Uh, Thank
1: you.
3: I have a question regarding an ETF, uh, AVUS, from Avantis. Uh, This is like a total market ETF, uh, but more of a factor-based than a market cap-weighted. I wanted to know your thoughts about the approach. I do like, I I like
1: it It, because it's different because it's not market cap. That means the big companies don't necessarily dominate. This is an ETF seeking long-term capital appreciation of the Russell 3000 index. And how the Russell 3000 index is constructed is not uh, market cap weighted, meaning the bigger the company, the more influence it has on the index. This is uh, this was this is more equal rating equal, but that means you also get little tiny companies that have just as much uh, influence as big companies, so it's different. That's what I like about it. It's not tracking the same thing as most indexes do, and that's a bigger companies basically. So I kind of like it for that reason. The symbol is AVUS, Adventus US Equity ETF. A V is and Victor, U S is and Sam. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Roger. Good, 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 uh, good call. Appreciate that. Okay, uh, Black Friday, which is of course you know the day after Thanksgiving. Winners and losers. So the biggest winners were, and when I when I say winners and losers, there's expectations of sales that they're going to have. The, and the the winners had m- much better than expectations, and losers had much worse than expectations. But in this case, the losers had less expectations but it wasn't much worse, much less. So, the, big, the winners were and okay, A&F, American Eagle, and Victoria's Secret. The losers, Hollister, Gap, Banana Republic, were the three biggest losers. But overall, it was a so-so beginning of the holiday shopping season, up 4.4% from last year. So not too bad, not great, not bad. So we're still not, you know, still doesn't look we're look like we're pointed in that recession that the Fed is certainly seems to want us to fall into with their efforts to raise interest rates. It seems like the economy's stronger, and I, I see hints that it's stronger than they expected it to be at this time. I think they thought it would be more, the raising of the interest rates they've done, which they've been pretty strong this year, uh, would have more effect right now. But you know what? The effect comes later, and it's cumulative. And they keep raising rates, so it's going to come. I just, you know, it, I don't, I have no doubt it's coming. So we just haven't seen it yet. Okay. I think we squeeze in one more listener question if before they have to take a break. Let's play it now. Hello, this is David from San Jose. I'm looking to get into
2: Apple. I wanted to see what would be a good price point to get into. I look forward to the answer on the podcast.
1: Thank you. Well, it's not a bad price at $144 right now. It's not. But I think it's right in the middle of a range, and I would wait till it gets down to the lower part of that range, and that would be in the low 130s. Okay, that's the lower part. You're not that far away. The upper part is 179 to 182. Somewhere in that range is their upper part, okay, of the range that they're stuck in all this year, in this year plus. Um, so I wouldn't buy here. I'd wait till it gets to the 130, 133, somewhere around there, and before I'd step in. It can, get down to, uh, it can get down to lower than that because of the issues we talked about on the show with issues with china and supply chains and stuff but i don't think so i think that's about that's about as low as it's going to get personally speaking okay and i like apple i think everybody should have be a owner of apple i, I like it a lot doesn't pay much dividend and that's always disappointing i only pay six tenths of one percent uh, of a dividend but return equity is huge at 175%. That's huge. And of course, they're only a $2.2 trillion company. <sighs> Massively huge company, okay, massive. Okay, we're gonna have to take a quick break here. I just I went too long on a few things, so. Uh, so, let's take a break. For now, I'm Steve Pisa, I'm ready to take your questions live, 888-99-CHART, on the Nest Invest Stocks, the story behind the headline, The SEC Strikes Again on 12B1 Fees, Finding Another RIA, Registered Investment Advisor. That's tomorrow. For now, I'm Steve Pisa, I'm ready to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART.
2: Got a question for Steve or Justin? Hey, Steve or Justin, this is Blue from Texas. I'm just calling about ticker symbol S-A-N, Banco Santander. here.
0: My question is, how much of your portfolio should you put into, like, ETFs and mutual funds?
2: What's your question? What does it mean when a company's
0: share price falls to cheap prices and executive insiders don't buy more? You're the best
2: person to ask it. Hello, this is Mark from Dallas. I love your show. Been listening for a long time. Appreciate what you do. Wanted to ask about Teladoc, T-D-O-C. Eight 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 ninety nine 99 chart
3: Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.
2: Have you heard about Riskalized? It's a brief question and answer form that you fill out online. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will also get a copy of your responses. They can use the risk risk-alized results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance. Learn more anytime and take the Riskalyze quiz at investtalk.com.
3: Hello, Steve and Jason. This is Andy from Long Island. Uh, first of all, Happy
2: Thanksgiving to both of you and your families. Though it's probably belated by this point, Currently, about 8% of my portfolio is in energy, in uh, oil companies, basically. It's about evenly distributed between Devon DVN, Valero, VLO, and Occidental Petroleum, OXY. My question is, do you think I'd be wise to trim a little bit of that 8% down? If so,
1: from which would you do it? Thank you very much, and looking forward to your response. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm going to say no. I don't think 8% is too much of any one sector. I have gone as high as 15 to 18% in a particular sector, and I think the energy sector is still a good place to be. So I wouldn't trim. I wouldn't trim at this point um, unless you just want to get overall more conservative with your whole portfolio but uh, I think you'll find, I think you've probably experienced depending on how long you've had them this year, year energy sector has been very good to you so that would be what I would do I would not I'm not trimming I'm not trimming my oil stocks okay 88899 chart 8889924278 uh 50% of Americans earning over 100,000 say they are living paycheck to paycheck Okay, and one of the problems that they're having, of course, is their purchasing power is going down because of inflation. So the things you could buy last year cost what, seven, eight percent or more this year. Therefore, you can't buy as much as you did last year, and that's one of the problems. Also, credit card debt is rising. So there's another problem. People are putting more and more on their credit card. However, if you make a hundred thousand or more, it's usually not an earnings problem. It's a spending problem. You're having trouble with controlling your spending. And that's what you need to get a control of. Cut your spending. Whatever you're spending on, cut it back. Remember, I have lots of relatives who have lots of children, so I have lots of nieces and nephews. I see it personally from parent to parent to parent what they're doing. And I, I get almost on every case, every case, it's a spending problem, not an earnings problem. Let's go to Richard in the Bay Area. How are you doing, Richard? Uh, hi, Steve. Thanks
3: for taking my call, and happy Thanksgiving. Thank um, you. A, uh, I was hoping to get your opinion on MTV. Um, okay. I, I had a company that they acquired. I, I was invested in a company that they acquired, and I liked them, so I bought their stock. Okay, it's done well in a relatively short period of time. I'm up 20% of short-term gains.
1: Okay,
3: um, I'm having a problem with it because it's not what you call cheap, and it looks like it's stopping. I have a hard time uh, to know whether uh, to
1: differentiate whether it's something is a stock is stopping or that it's consolidating up. Uh, So I was wondering what your opinion is in terms of selling and moving on to, I would do, investing in this industrial. Okay. Let's take a look at what MTZ does. It's Mastic Inc. Provides building, installation, maintenance, and upgrade of communications, energy, and other infrastructure. It's a $6.7 billion company. So that's kind of broad definition of what they do. I'd like to see where all their, where their main income is coming from. Uh, But it's, you know, it's a good, solid company. It's always made money. They're going to make $3.10 this year. That's down pretty big from last year at $5.68. But the reason why it's held up so well is next year's earnings are supposed to be $5.40. It's an $86 stock. So I will submit to you that it's at, near, at or near its top as far as valuation. And in that case, I probably would take some profits off the table. I don't, necessarily get, I don't think I would necessarily get out of it completely. I don't. Because cash flow is still very strong at $10 a share. Return on equity is very good at 18%. Management owns 20% of this company. So there's good, solid reasons to believe that the management has a good, solid focus on their future. So I'm, I'm thinking I might trim it because I made a good amount of money, but and then, then uh I still hold on to it. Now, you say it's short-term gains. So, Richard, maybe you want to offset that short-term gains with some short-term losses so you don't have to pay taxes if you have some to offset it. I would play that game. I would look into it cuz here you're moving in December and this is time to think about that if it's in a if it's in a taxable account. Okay? Richard, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Okay, uh, when people take the time to leave an Investop podcast review on iTunes, we'd like to thank them for their courtesy by getting their questions quickly. So this is uh, the Puma 51. That's who it's from. He wants to talk about DIN, and he says, Hey, Justin, Steve, curious on what your thoughts are about Dine Brands Global and a fair entry point. Okay. Dine Brands Global, DIN, franchises, license, operates 3,431 IHOP and Applebee's restaurants with plans to open multiple more restaurants. Okay. Stock is selling for $6.09, I mean, let me rephrase that. The stock is selling for $73.62. The earnings this year is going to be $6.09. Next year is going to be $7.04, 16% higher, and it's a $73 stock. So it's selling at about 12 or so, 13 PE, which is not bad, not great, not cheap, not expensive. It's just right there. It pays a 2.8% dividend. Sales are growing 2 to 4%. The IHOPs are having a little trouble, but the Applebee's are not. I think this is a, you know, if you, you ask if there's a good entry point. I don't know if I would be a buyer of this company, but if I was, it had to be in the low 60s. Right now it's in 73 because it seems like it has trouble breaking above the mid-70s. So I'm not interested at this price. I'd be more interested in the low 60s. Okay, and that's dine D I N dine DIN brands global. Basically, it's IHOP and Applebee's restaurants. Okay, eight 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 ninety nine chart. We can invest. Talk calls from across America and around the world on this number eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. So let's play a question that came in earlier from the
3: United Kingdom. Hi, Stephen Justin. Alex here from the UK. I have been trying to follow Justin's advice looking at, uh, I think it's molecules over minerals. I have a company, Ramaco Resources, M-E-T-C, ticker symbol, who um, deal with metallurgical coal. Um, small cap, good return on equity, earnings went down over the pandemic, but seem to be really springing back currently. I just wanted to get your opinion on it and what you thought. Um, I certainly looked like a, a good buy at the moment. I noticed Seems to have support around the nine dollar ish level, although it's bounced back up a little bit. Would you think this is a good buy, and at what price? Thanks. Look forward to the advice
1: on the show. Cheers. Well, this is a pretty interesting company, Ram, Ramico Resources Inc. METC develops metallurgical coal in West in West southwestern Virginia and southwestern Pennsylvania. They're going to make $3.34 this year and $3.58 last year after making only $0.90 in 2021. It's a $10.89, and they're going to make $3.51. So why isn't selling them for a lot more? It's so cheap. Well, because it's coal. And you know how negative uh, our current administration is on coal because it's a dirty energy source. They don't like it. This is metallurgical coal. So anyways, the, it's both a value and growth company. Their sales growth are growing 70 80% per quarter the last couple of quarters. Before that, it's, it's gone. Before that was 256%. Before that was 71%. Before that was 94%. It's high growth. Pays a 4.2% dividend, and it's a $10.89 stock. Return equity is 21%, very high. Cash flow is 51 does Doesn't have a lot of debt. Management owns 12%. It's a small, small company. That's also a, you know, it can be volatile. It's a $479 million company. So, where do you buy it? I mean, what's the good entry price? Well, you're right. It's about eight fifty-nine dollars 50 $9 is a good entry price. And it looks like it has trouble getting above about 12 dollars $13. And the next resistance above that is $18 to $20. So it's kind of volatile, kind of high risk. So it's a high risk play, but good, solid numbers. Okay, we're moving at a pretty steady pace, and end end of this year is upon us. It's getting very close, and I know it's hard to believe, right? But the calendar doesn't lie. So it's reality, everybody. Here's another. The stock market is still presenting what I call changing market dynamics and if you are serious about your financial future you have to deal with things as they are and as they come to you you need to have to you need to have your strategies set in stone what you want to do what your goals are how you're going to achieve it you have to look at your portfolio this is a great time to review your portfolio great time to think about taxes okay so now, if you need help with strategy, you need help with your portfolio. That's what we're here for. KPP Financial is more than willing and wanting to help you. I and Justin Klein uh, are are owners of the K- of KPP Financial. We're based in Irvine, California, between Orange County and, San- and LA County. Okay, between San Diego and LA County, in Orange County, in Southern California. We like to provide unbiased guidance. That's all we do. We don't buy information. Uh, We don't buy somebody else's recommendations. We don't do that. We do our own. We also like to parallel invest, meaning we like to buy for ourselves the same thing we buy for our clients. Same time, same price if we can. And we usually do. Investment strategies, uh, we have five of them from very risky to very not risky. So it depends on what you want, what you want. For yourself. Do you know what you have? Is your portfolio risky or not risky? Now, we'll be happy to review the portfolio free. It's always free. All registered investment advisors should be wanting to review your portfolio for free. If they don't, go elsewhere. We'll do it via telephone, Skype, go to Means. Just send us an email through investtalk.com. Or you can call our KPP offices in Irvine, California, KPP Financial. I think after speaking with us for just a few minutes, you'll understand why we are a bit different than everybody else. We are. And really, I mean, there's lots of registered investment advisors that might suit your needs, but we are a little bit different because we really do want to help. I mean, we don't necessarily have to make money off of you. We don't. But we do want to help you if we can. So give us a call. I'll take another caller question next, so just hang on.
4: In today's world, a variety of factors are affecting the stock markets. Serious investors know building a secure financial future requires hard work and determination. That's why now, more than ever, when it comes to the planning, execution, and maintenance of your portfolio, you need InvestTalk. Invest Talk is a free download. Your participation makes it unique. Don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Hello, Steve and Justin. Hi, this is Jimmy in Virginia. Love your program, listen to it a lot, and I've gotten a lot of worthwhile information, so I really appreciate it. I've got a question about tax loss harvesting. I currently own 2,000 shares of at t with a uh, cost basis at about $21. And I'm looking to sell it and potentially buy telephone and data systems, TDS. I know it's been an, a significant downtrend, but it's a similar industry. And I'm curious what you think about that as possible partner for AT&T for tax loss harvesting. So thanks. I appreciate your answer. I will listen forward on the, on the podcast. Take
2: care. Bye.
1: Well, uh, AT&T, of course, is a solid company paying the dividend, and that dividend is solid. It's not going anywhere. It's now 5.9 percent, and the P/E ratio is eight. So it's a pretty low-priced stock. If it was me, I would not sell. I would not tax-loss sell AT&T, and TDS, which is the company you consider buying. Is provides uh, provides mobile telephone local exchange long distance internet and advertising. And it's a one billion dollar company, so it's much not it's tiny compared to AT and T. And it's going to make $0. sixteen cents a share this year after making a dollar a share last year after making a dollar ninety three the year before. But next year it's going to lose $0. four cents a share. And there's not much growth. I see no reason to own this company. It Has lots of debt. Return on equity is only three percent. There's not a lot of reasons to own this company. So I wouldn't make that deal. I would not do it. I'd hold on to AT&T, okay, unless you need tax losses somewhere. You know, if you need the loss, but generally that's what I would do. Okay? Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Um, Fed policymakers say they will keep increasing rates. Now, the next Fed meeting is December 13th to 14th. Okay, so it's a couple weeks out. Okay, and they're signaling, signaling that at least, a, they're gonna raise rates by at least half a percent. Half a percent, at least. So, if we have time, I'll talk a little bit more about this. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom, and our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART.
2: Now is a good time to call Invest Talk.
1: A warrant is a right to buy shares of stocks at a certain price.
2: Got a question for Steve or Justin? 888-99-CHART. Listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888
1: 99 Chart. So I said before the break, the Fed policymakers say they will keep increasing rates. And again, they meet December 13th, 14th on the next meeting. That's the last meeting of the year, obviously. Uh, and they said they're going to, they've been kind of telling us they're going to raise rates by 50, by half a point, 0.50. Remember the last three times, four times, at 0.75%. So they might raise it a little less. Do you know what the current rate is? Fed fund rate? Between 3, 3.75 and 4%. They want to get it above, according to them, they want to get it above 5% by next year. Most most uh, investors think that that's where it's going to go, 5% next year. Because the Fed hasn't signaled any slowdown in their thoughts yet. Haven't seen any kind of, there's been speculation about a pivot point when they will pivot to a, a softer approach. Haven't seen any indication of that yet. I haven't. So I don't think it's happening. Okay, so looking at the clock, I can see we have time for just one more call. Let's play it. Hello, Stephen Justin, this is Jim in Miami. Just wanna thank you guys very much for all the insight you provide on this show. It's really helpful. I have a question today about Equinor, E-Q-N-R, trying to get into the energy market. It has a profit margin I saw of 61%. It's beating its earnings estimates all the time. It's got a low PE. I think it was 4.6 I saw, and a yield of 3.77. You guys are really good at finding the turd in the punch bowl. So if you could please tell me what I'm missing here in this stock, it seems like a good buy opportunity. I'll listen on the show. Thank you so much for your help. Bye bye. Well, I don't see a lot of negatives here on Equinor ASA ADR. EQNR, it's out of Norway. It's a Norwegian company, engaged in Exploration. An uh, exploration and production of oil, gas, and refining, marketing of petroleum products. It's a $119 billion company, so it's very large, selling for $36 a share. They're going to make $7.10 this year per share. That's the estimate. Way up from $3.09 last year. Next year, $6.54. Still pretty darn high, but it's going to come off uh, because prices, oil prices, are coming down a little bit, getting a little softer. Still high. But getting a little softer. But at a thirty-six dollar stock, gonna make six dollars and fifty-four cents, that's pretty darn inexpensive. Three, four, uh, let's see, five, six, six, six So it's six PE, turn equity twenty-eight percent, pays a one point seven percent dividend, management owns one percent, mutual i have been buyers in the last year, still sales growth is growing fairly strong, but if I expect that sales growth to back off a little bit. But remember where they are. They're in Norway and Europe. They're gonna be supplying oil, natural gas to Europe. So they you know, they're in a great position because Europe can't rely on Russia anymore. So I kinda of like it. For that one of that's for one of the reasons why I kinda of like it. The other is because it's inexpensive. I wish it would pay a higher dividend. One point seven percent is not much. But I think it's a pretty good play. I do. Okay, maybe we can squeeze in one more. Eight eighty eight ninety nine chart.
4: Hey, Stephen, Justin. This is Andrew from Atlanta. I was trying to call about ticker symbol ABG, Asbury Automotive Group Incorporated. I read an article in Morningstar. I'm interested in maybe taking a position with this stock. I'm trying to find a good entry point. If you could please let me know your opinion, I greatly enjoy the show. Thank you.
1: Okay, Asbury Automotive Group, ABG. Operates 155 dealerships in nine states offering new and used vehicles, financing, maintenance, and service and parts. I would say this is probably not a good point in the economic cycle to buy this. The company itself is very strong. They're gonna make thirty-one dollars next year per share. They're making thirty-seven dollars this year, it's a hundred and eighty dollar stock. Okay? So that means P is what, five? That's pretty darn low. Return equity is very good at thirty-six. Debt is pretty high, fairly high. Management owns 1%. Mutual funds are steady, not buyers. So I just think it's the wrong time in economic cycle, but I think it's a very strong company. Okay? Uh, So I'd probably wait uh, to see when we make it. Because we're waiting, you know, most people are anticipating a recession in 2023. Are we going to get it? I don't know for sure, but I think I'd be cautious about it. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family and members about our free podcast downloads. You can get your downloads anytime at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and of course, we're as we mentioned, we're over 47 million downloads, and we want to thank you for that. It's really gratifying. Thank you very much. Please be sure to review and rate us on iTunes if you can. A uh, positive rating will help our profile. Of course, we always like that. Independent thinking and shared success. This is Invest Talk.
0: Invest Talk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security